WSJM News Now. This is the 5 o'clock News Block on News Talk Sports 94.9 WSJM. Brought to you by Special Light and Decatur and Benton Harbor. There's a good chance you've walked through a Special Light door when you go to a local restaurant, school, store, or plant. In the newsroom, I'm Andrew Green. 66% of the water service lines in the city of Benton Harbor have now been replaced or verified lead-free. The state and city are working on a project to rid the city of lead water lines by next spring, with six contractors currently digging up the lines. The Michigan Department of Environment, Great Lakes, and Energy says more than 2,900 water lines have been replaced or verified lead-free so far. Mayor Marcus Muhammad told city commissioners this week the state's offering residents help with other lead issues in their homes. So you can go online and have the Michigan Department of Health and Human Services have someone come out to your home to test the inside for any form of contamination, whether that be lead-based paint, whether that be lead chips falling from a roof that needs repair. Mohammed said the city will not rest until it's 100% lead-free. The state says crews have replaced more than 500 lead service lines with copper over the past 30 days and averaged 17 lead service line replacements per day. Meanwhile, more than 13 million bottles of water have been given out to residents since the lead replacement project began. The project to map all of the available broadband internet in Berrien County is nearing completion. The Berrien County Board of Commissioners wants a comprehensive map of high-speed internet availability so it can better compete for grants to expand broadband. Speaking Thursday, Commissioner Terry Freeling said DCS Technologies has been busy driving all over the county. They are working quickly through our county as it relates to the broadband asset mapping. They are probably around, they say, 70% completed. So they're still going to be out in the neighborhood. And you'll also see another operation out there called Connected Nation. Both are doing some mapping, but totally different mapping as it relates to broadband. Freeling said the Southwest Michigan Planning Commission has been working with townships, including Galeen, Berrien, and Chickaming, as well as Eau Claire, on applications for county broadband grants using ARPA funding. She is the chair of the county's broadband committee, BC BIT. Legislation from Congressman Fred Upton to create a new medical research agency within the federal government has been approved by the U.S. House. Speaking on the House floor this week, Upton urged approval for ARPA-H, modeled after the Pentagon's Defense Advanced Research Projects Agency, to focus on risky but Possibly successful health research. There may be a high failure rate, but its successes are going to have the potential to be absolutely groundbreaking. Answering the prayers of millions. Upton said the Advanced Research Projects Agency Health will support breakthrough research and advances on products that may be too risky for the private sector. It will also move at a faster pace than the current federal structure allows. Wherever this entity is finally located, we need to make sure that it's lean, it's independent, nimble, and that there are the appropriate guardrails to keep other agencies from mission creep and siphoning that funding. ARPA-H could be part of the National Institutes of Health or the Department of Health and Human Services. Upton noted $1 billion has already been set aside for ARPA-H. His legislation is a follow-up to his 2016 21st Century Cures legislation. It'll take some work to convince drivers to slow down and return to pre-pandemic driving habits. So says University of Michigan researcher Carol Flanagan, who spoke about dangerous driving habits since the pandemic on MDOT's Talking Michigan Transportation podcast this week. She said dangerous driving and fatal crashes shot up in the summer of 2020. When you look closely at the month-to-month changes, the summertime, all of those risky behaviors were way above normal levels. So it wasn't just that anybody who was going to drive drunk still drove drunk. There was something beyond that. 
Flanagan said she thinks a combination of fewer vehicles on the road and frustration with the pandemic led to less cautious driving. What became clear was that the sort of risky behaviors like drunk driving, speeding, which were which were focusing on drugged driving, unbelted fatalities, all of those things really spiked in the summer of 2020 after the lockdowns eased up. Fatal crashes in Michigan in 2021 were at a 16-year high. They were up in just about every category, according to the Michigan Office of Highway Safety Planning. Flanagan said encouraging drivers to return to 2019 standards is needed, along with more safety features in vehicles. She noted frontal automatic emergency braking is effective, reducing frontal crashes by 50%. The Benton Township Police Department is warning residents about an increased number of stolen vehicle reports it's been getting in the past month. The majority of the cars are either Hyundai or Kia brand, and the suspects are breaking a back window to get in and have been able to start the cars with relative ease without a key for those brands of vehicles. The department says it's recommending parking in a garage, and if no garage is available, it says owners should attempt to block the car with another vehicle or some other large object. It's reached out to local car dealerships, and they recommend a wheel lock. Police say at the very least, if you see something, say something. And Lake Michigan College's athletics program has been awarded for the academic performance of its athletes. LMC Athletics has been named the Michigan Community College Athletic Association Academic School of the Year. Campus Life and Athletics Director Melissa Grau tells us the award recognizes uh, colleges with sports programs that boast a high grade point average among students. Academics is number one when it comes to Lake Michigan College. You know, I always tell our our student-athletes, paper makes paper, right? And so in order for them to participate here, they have to get a degree, and we strive for academic excellence. LMC says five of its seven athletic teams had a combined grade point average of 3.0 or better, making them MCCAA all academic teams during the 2021-22 seasons. LMC's women's soccer program led the way with a combined 3.46 GPA. A total of 53 LMC student-athletes were named MCCAA Academic All-Conference. WSJM News now continues with your Bloomberg report. WSJM News now continues. The House Select Committee on the January 6th Capitol riots holding a hearing today. ABC's Chuck Sieverton is more. The January 6th Committee, whose fifth public broadcast hearing is just underway, is focusing on pressure by President Trump on the Department of Justice to investigate alleged fraud amid no credible evidence of it. It just played a clip from testimony by former Attorney General William Barr, who was asked why order such an investigation in the absence of any credible evidence, and Barr alluded to the Trump pressure. I sort of shudder to think what the situation would have been if the, if the position of the department was, we're not even looking at this until after Biden's in office. I'm not sure we would have had a transition at all. One headline about today's hearing is about what's going to happen at the end. Vice Chair Liz Cheney, Wyoming Republican, just said the committee will play video of testimony by three former Trump White House staffers who reveal the names of members of Congress who sought pardons for their alleged roles related to the attack on the U.S. Capitol. Chuck Sievertson, ABC News. Federal agents have searched the Virginia home of a Trump-era Justice Department official who championed efforts by then-President Trump to overturn the results of the 2020 election. That's according to a person familiar with the matter. Separately, a spokesperson for the U.S. Attorney's Office in Washington confirmed the existence of law enforcement activity in Lorton, Virginia, where Clark lives, but would not elaborate on the purpose. Clark's role in the run-up to the January 6th Capitol riot 
is being featured prominently today at a House hearing investigating the riot. January 6th committee also hearing from uh, President Trump's Justice Department officials who say they refuse to validate his false election claims and help him overturn the election. ABC's Andy Field has more. The hearing focusing on a push by President Trump and a Justice Department lawyer, Jeffrey Clark, to send states a letter claiming they had found election fraud. In fact, Donald Trump knew this was a lie. Committee Republican co-chair Liz Cheney. The Department of Justice had already informed the President of the United States repeatedly that its investigations had found no fraud. Former justice officials backing those claims. Andy Field, ABC News, Washington. The FBI says that a U.S. naval reservist charged with storming the U.S. Capitol told an undercover agent he went there with members of the far-right Proud Boys extremist group. Court records show Hatchet Speed was arrested Wednesday in Virginia on a misdemeanor charge stemming from the 6th, January 6th Capitol riot. Speed was assigned to the National Reconnaissance Office, which operates U.S. spy satellites. The FBI says video captured speed entering the Capitol through the Senate's wing doors and exiting the building through a window more than 40 minutes later. Court records don't list the defense attorney for speed who's scheduled to appear in court in Washington, D.C. today. Dr. Deborah Burks, a former COVID response coordinator under President Donald Trump, told Congress his fight against the election buried the chance of a strong COVID response in the winter of 2021. More from ABC's M. Wynn. Dr. Deborah Burks, President Trump's coronavirus response coordinator, told a congressional committee that Trump's focus to fight the results of the 2020 election buried the chance for a strong COVID response during the winter of 2021. She also said Trump White House officials refused to release documents which featured information on the virus and recommendations on how to contain it. Burks urged the current Congress to continue funding COVID-19 resources. You have an impact when our two sides of the aisle work together effectively to make change. M. Wynn, ABC News on Capitol Hill. The European Union's leaders have agreed to make Ukraine a candidate for EU membership, setting in motion a potentially years-long process that could draw the embattled country farther away from Russia's influence and bind it more closely to the West. Ukraine applied for membership less than a week after Moscow invaded, February 24th. The decision by the 27-nation bloc to grant Ukraine candidate status today was uncharacteristically rapid, but the war and Ukraine's request for fast-track consideration lent urgency to its cause. The EU also granted candidate status to Moldova, which borders Ukraine. Gaining membership could take years or even decades. Countries must meet a host of economic and political conditions, including the embrace of certain democratic principles. The Supreme Court has ruled in a victory for gun rights advocates today, striking down a century-old New York state law that limits the right to carry a concealed firearm. The court ruled the Second Amendment to the Constitution presumes a right to carry a forearm. ABC News' Karen Travers has more from President Biden. President Biden says he's, quote, deeply disappointed by the Supreme Court's ruling in the New York state gun case and says the 6-3 decision, quote, contradicts both common sense and the Constitution and should deeply trouble us all. The president saying the nation must do more, not less, to protect Americans and that he's committed to doing everything in his power to reduce gun violence. He urges states to enact and enforce, quote, common sense laws to make their communities safer from gun violence. President Biden again calling on Americans to make their voices heard on gun safety, saying, quote, lives are on the line. Karen Travers, ABC News, Washington. Instagram is testing new ways to verify the age of people using its service, including face scanning, artificial intelligence, having mutual friends verify their age or uploading an ID. Meta, which owns both Facebook and Instagram, said beginning Thursday, if someone tries to edit their date of birth on Instagram from under the age of 18 to over, they'll be required to verify their age using one of those methods. 
The use of face-scanning AI, especially on teenagers, raised some alarm bells today, given the checkered history of Instagram parent meta when it comes to protecting privacy of users. And summer has officially arrived. So, too, have summer camps. ABC's Jim Ryan says recent acts of violence around the country have raised the anxiety level for parents sending their kids away from home. Deadly violence in schools and public places has become tragically common, but the active shooter situation in suburban Dallas 10 days ago stood out because it was at a summer camp. I don't think we can say that any environment today is immune. Tom Rosenberg is president of the American Camp Association. All places where our children are being supervised outside our home must be prepared for all types of emergencies. Counselors at his group's 15,000 day and overnight camps have been told to run active shooter drills with the 26 million kids who attend. Jim Ryan, ABC News. WSJM News Now continues with your weather forecast.